We're happening. It's happening. We're here. We are happening. We are happening. We are here and it's here. Yes. The Two Gay Mats podcast. You sound pretty good, honestly. I sound, I'm taking deep breaths. Okay. Because if I don't, then I'll probably start coughing. <laughs> um, Tell the yeah. people what's happening to you. Guys, I'm dying. <laughs> Not true. What's really happening? I'm sick. Okay. <laughs> they can hear it. They it's really it. not that bad. It's it not was that bad today. so much worse. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We will talk. I'm sure the people are on the edge of their seats. I don't like, know oh, that they Matt are. Matt Steele lost his voice again. <laughs> but Have you, been, has it happened before? Lost my voice? Like when we've done videos or, or a podcast? We've, we filmed several Two Game Ads videos <laughs> where I have lost, had my voice, I, been gone I, into the rafters. I, and you're like, we're filming a video anyway. And I'm I like, mean, okay. we got to do stuff. We got to make content. I feel like it's much like a Big Brother season or a Real World season. Once we put those videos out, I have no memory of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that was great. I remember everything. Jesus. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And as all of you can hear, I'm just getting over a sickness. Mm. Do not worry, it was not the sickness. Yes. Just a sickness. She got tested. She so. got tested, she was tested negative, yes. and also she didn't have any other <laughs> right, any COVID symptoms. symptoms. Literally, like I was always full energy, no fever, no fatigue, no chills, none of that stuff. It was literally just a cough and... I lost my voice. <laughs> so, so that this and oh, and then the first day was like, you know, a dry cough. And I was like, oh, what is this? Mm. But then the second day, it was phlegm city All right. for the next <laughs> several days and continuing on still. We don't, I um, mean, do we need to talk about phlegm city? Like, well, I'm do just we really saying need it for to? people because phlegm is a sign that it is not COVID. Phlegm is a oh, sign. Oh, is that, that true? Yeah. Because COVID, it's a dry cough. Oh. But if you have phlegm, it's more of a sign of either like a bacterial infection or allergies or just a regular cold. So, what do you think? Think it is for you, girl. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is it's getting better now. Yes, and, and you know we're we're making it through the rain. And so, which day did you wake up and you like? Oh, are like? Oh, I can't speak. Was that Thursday? I had a bit of a tickle on Monday, and I was oh, like, oh, this wow. is a bit of a tickle in the throat. Whatever. We'll, yeah, we'll just keep an eye. On yes, this. we'll keep an eye on this. And then Wednesday, mm. um, I was just like. Oh, <laughs> it's like something it was like, askew. oh, sitting here, I just need to cough mm. and I could I could just feel the like phlegm or I could feel my voice being strained. And I was like, OK, whatever. I'll just like take it easy. Yeah. And then Thursday was just like the voice <laughs> is gone. And the cough, the thing is, during the day, the cough um, wasn't bad. And yeah. like, especially when I went outside, because even though I tested negative, I was still just like, I don't want to go anywhere or be around people. So right. I'll just like go on long walks by myself, stay away from people. Whenever someone was passing by me, I would cross the street. Yeah, Remember yeah. on the early days of COVID? When you you got to cross, the, cross street. the street. It's like, I don't know what, hap- what was, you have. I don't know what I have. I Let's know. stay away. I was playing that game. And so when I was outside during the day, like I didn't need to cough, whatever, but at night, mm. right before I would go to bed, it would just be like, my body was just like, Time to cough up a lung. <laughs> and it was just really hard. The nights were really bad. Aww. That was like the worst part was like not being able to sleep. But well, um, if it helps yeah. you, I couldn't hear you in here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. see, I was like hacking in my bedroom just and then going, oh, God, <laughs> like just shouting <laughs> oh God, that. The dramatics. It's so, well, because you know me, like I don't get sick often, but when yeah. I get sick, you get I sick. get sick. And it's like because the thing is, Matt Palmer he when he gets sick he like comes out of his room and he's still in his pajamas and I'm like oh you didn't go to work today and he's just like yes I'm sick <laughs> and like I'm like it's true I'm like bitch I don't believe you it's- you are acting and you look exactly sick when I am sick I my leg is falling off that's the thing I my don't know. skin is peeling <laughs> off of my face like that I is- am I am underneath the couch turning into a dust mite for me it's just like oh I feel it my throat feels weird. Let's take the day off. <laughs> Let's use that PTO. Let's drink some, you know, get some soup, stay in bed, have a lot of, you know, liquids, drink some water, just sleep a lot. That's always my cure for any sort of sickness is just like get in your bed and yeah. just go to sleep as much as you can. Yeah. So the thing is like this, my sickness wasn't horrible, yeah. but it's just like very inconvenient. Yes. It's, it's like, noticeable. Yes. You're notice- always noticeably sick. I'm always noticeably sick. And yes. it always sounds worse than it is. Yeah. I mean, it was much. I mean, honestly, guys, I'm like, this is pretty much back to normal. 
normal because when it was Thursday or whatever, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I sound like a strangled rat. Yeah. But yeah, that, so that was most of my week just chill. I, I binged season seven of Survivor, yeah. Pearl Islands, which I think is my favorite season so far. All right. One through seven. Um, I enjoyed it very much. And I do low key think that Lil was robbed I, yes. for the win. She came in second. You're probably like 20 years later with you this You know take. what? I absolutely am because this was 2003. Well, there you but, go. But you know, I was feeling those emotions today. Um, but uh, what else did I do? I also, before the sickness, mm. I saw my friend Lauren uh, defend her dissertation. Oh, wow. Uh, in so person or on Zoom? Or in person. Oh, I wow. went in person. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I saw her. Go, she did a dissertation on Law and Order and showrunners and mm. everything for television. And it, she passed, and now she's a doctor. Wow, Dr. Lauren. Dr. Congratulations. Lauren, congratulations to Lauren. And uh, so, She yeah. was in our Cats review video, if anyone is a faithful watcher. Yes. She is the big Cats fan who I... You know, respect her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's a big Cats fan. Yeah, big Law and Order fan. So Love that. Her next paper, I hope, is about cats. I her, mean, her first dissertation was about Law and Order. I hope she doesn't have any more papers. I hope she can just focus on getting married. <laughs> but see, she loves academia. Oh, she, you know how like there's some people who just love being an. Ac- I know. I think like, she wants to work in academia. My mom was like that. They had. She was like, they had to kick me out of college. Like, you have enough credits. You must leave. And I was like, oh, I was <laughs> the opposite. I was oh, like, I was I'm gone. ready to go. Yes, and I majored in musical theater. <laughs> Literally the easiest thing you I, could possibly hey, do. Hey, recorded music. Hey, we girl. had one a semester of uh, like music theory, and everyone was like, had never played a piano before. And it was basically like, this is a sharp, this is a flat, wow. these are keys. I went for the first day in the exam and got 100. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this shit. We like, had, I got it, thanks. We, we had music theory uh, for the first two years in our musical theater program, and the first year I tested out of it, and I didn't mm, have to do it. Nice. And it was literally just like, you took it for like an hour once a week. Like, Truly. it was a very small part of yeah. the... the um, the the major yeah um and the year before a senior in high school I took music theory in high oh. school so I was able to pass out of it but then of course a year not doing it I completely forgot it right so I didn't <laughs> test out of it for myself oh so honestly ours was so easy it's like if you've ever looked at a piano before you could have tested you it could out do of it ours. it was just so easy I oh see that. ours was like transpose this in a different key oh was like how never. we tested out of it. I Mm-mm. used to be able to do all of that stuff. Really? Yeah. And now I, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember being able to sight read. I remember like auditioning for our audition only choir in high school and being able to like, all right, look at this like line of notes and just sing it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I can do that now. <laughs> I used to be okay at sight reading. I was reading. A, good, a good sight reader. And I'm like, I really think I've lost that skill. Oh, so. I've lost so many <laughs> skills. I used to, especially in musical theater, when we had to take voice and speech, we had to know IPA, the International mm. Phonetic Alphabet, yeah. and translate like monologues into to IPA, which is like basically each sound you make, I, E, U, whatever, yeah. has a different symbol. And there's like, I don't know, 40, 50 something symbols. Yeah. And I used to know all of it. I used to just write paragraphs in the uh, IPA and language. Now like, and now it's just like, damn, I don't remember <laughs> I don't any know of that. But <laughs> Lauren is happens. just getting her doctorate Good and for her. just loves academia and, and everything. And I'm just like, damn, I love that. I for can her. never do this. No, it's not for us. Yeah. We were ready to not be in school. Anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> what did you do this week? How did you celebrate Labor Day? How'd you celebrate Beyonce's birthday? Oh, it's true. Well, it was, uh, Beyonce's birthday is actually also Jackson's mom's birthday. Oh, what Isn't a lucky amazing? lady. And his aunt's birthday, who was born exactly two years before her. Which is, is that crazy. her sister? Yes. My friend's husband has the same birthday as his sister. Oh, like it's crazy. Like years different. It's like, man. I know. Amazing. I asked him about it and he's like, yeah, it's weird. I don't want, I don't want to talk about <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it too hard. Um, but yes, yeah, so we went over there on a Saturday and uh, just had a pool day and that was lovely seeing his family. And then we went to Solvang, which is a little Danish themed town uh, above Santa Barbara. And um, it was lovely. It was very cute. We ate a lot of pastries and we had great dinners. And uh, driving back, I came back with our friend Sarah and we stopped in Santa Barbara for the afternoon and like just out on the beach with her dog and sometimes you just look you're in California and you just look look at the mountains and the palm trees and the beach and the like water and you're like I just fucking live here like it just feel, <laughs> it still feels weird to me like I wonder if people that are from LA are just like yeah this is just what life is like I guess when I first moved here I told people I was from Atlanta and they were like oh my god you were landlocked and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like people just can't imagine not having water by you at Atlanta's all times not that landlocked right, like you. I mean you could get to the shore like in a couple hours yeah. I mean that's 
you, you know, it, that's still kind of far. It's in far, my opinion, but like, still, but it's just people are just like, it's not like Kansas grabbing their chest, like scared. But it's like still kind of incredible to me. Sometimes you look out at that water and those palm trees. It's like this feel the palm trees specifically. I'm just like, this is a vacation. Like, this is a vacation. Mm. We live right here, so I love having drivable. You know, I, I love being a weekender. And we found a little, a cute little house. It was like a little tiny house essentially, and we um, bought it. We did not buy it, but we <laughs> stayed in it for a night for very cheaply, and that was lovely. And um, yeah, now I'm back here and just caught up on my Potomac, and so I'm feeling great, ready to get back back to work tomorrow. You know. Back oh, and tomorrow. oh my God, I forgot to mention to the people, the long national nightmare is over. I found a home. <laughs> he did it, guys. Jackson, most I mean, honestly, mostly Jackson did it. But we have found an apartment. We have signed the lease as of Saturday. I have given our landlord Dirk the heads up that I will be out of the apartment. We need to start having a countdown, a countdown of like our last time of living together, so the people can be in this with us. This oh we got to make content out of this. It is. Let's see, you move out October eighth. Yes. So that is one month plus one day. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's a month countdown. I mean, we again. Nine years is a good long stretch of time to live with someone. I know, and as annoying as we both are, <laughs> and not kill each other. I know it's impressive, honestly. Insane. Because I mean, and some we work creatively together. Mm. We live together, and still, you know, are friendly. <laughs> <laughs> the way you describe that, and we're friendly. We're friendly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's really lovely. I mean, we've had such a time, and you know, all good things come to an end. And of course, our uh, apartment actually has a bonus bedroom. So if Matt Steele was a person who slept over he could conceivably do that but he hates to do that he has to, like even if he brought his toothbrush it'd be hard for him for some reason I don't completely I don't gather like it randomly spending the night at it doesn't have to be people. random you could plan to oh if we like planned and like like I had a couple days notice yes. and I was like okay this is what we're gonna do okay pack my bags and everything right. you're gonna be like 20 minutes away, I was but, gonna like, say. <laughs> but still like yeah I'm not one to plan. just be like oh I'm gonna crash here like I hate that I'd rather I mean, drive home and it depends on the time of night for me and like if I take and, you know, not taken. If I had something to drink, I'd rather stay over. But I agree. Of course, yeah. Going to bed and having not brushed my teeth is, I'm with Upsetting. you. I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yes. That's why you got to keep toothbrushes all around yes. the city, just in case. I'm also better at staying awake than you are. Oh, much better. <laughs> much better. There comes a time of night or like a number of drink where it's like, oh, I've now fallen asleep. Yeah. It's the night is over now for me. So this is where I will be. <laughs> and I, as someone who is always stone cold sober, yes. I'm always like, yep, I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> it is five in the morning. I am driving home. Goodbye. Even if if I hadn't had a drink, I couldn't drive home at five in the morning. No way. Real? Oh, I absolutely oh, could. No, no. I mean, I truly would be more worried about myself behind the wheel when tired than when, well, depending on how much I drank. But like, that is so much, that is just as bad as like being super tired. By oh, yeah. Time. But I, I, I don't, that. I don't get, if I like, I, I, I can wake myself like I, I'm good at it. Okay. Don't worry, ladies you, and gentlemen. I mean, I, I don't get behind the wheel tired. I must say, you sound like people who are like, I'm great when I've had a couple <laughs> of drinks and I'm still driving. It's the same kind of. I've never done that. <laughs> I know that, but it's that. just, it feels like the same argument. So I'm, I'm worried for the, you and others out there who have that feeling. It's funny, the uh, the guy I was previously dating, yes. the last guy I was dating. The one we like or one we don't We like, like him. Okay, okay. We love him. He's coming over tomorrow, actually, oh, to help me caulk the bathtub. Oh. Uh, <laughs> guess how many cock jokes I, I made I mean more than with, with is him. necessary uh, <laughs> Yes we're not dating anymore But he's still helping me cock up my bathtub uh-huh. Anyway um, the first time I like s- Fell asleep at his place mm. You know we had a romantic night uh-huh. And, <laughs> Jesus, and like, I had fallen asleep yeah. And uh, I wasn't like ready to spend the night Like yes. I wasn't prepared for it So I like woke up at 3 in the morning And I was just like I need to go. <laughs> and he was like, what? What? And I was like, I'm going to leave. Okay. It, it was lovely. And then I just like left and he was so freaked out by I'm it. sure. And he, I was just like, oh no, I, I'm not, I haven't brought my toothbrush. I mean, it's honestly a similar feeling to me now is when Jackson and I fall asleep pre-brushing teeth and I wake up an hour and a half later and be like, Jackson. We have to brush our fucking teeth. <laughs> like I will not do that. Like I, we have to brush the teeth. We have to do the floss picks. Like I just, if there's anything that's important to me, it's brushing. One You're teeth. like me. I, I would always, my ex boyfriend years ago, I, he would just be like, "Oh, I don't need to do this or not mm. to do that." Not necessarily brushing teeth, but stuff like that. Yeah. I'm too tired. And I'm like, no. <laughs> 
We are taking care of ourselves. Right. You it's are important. brushing your teeth before you, you go to bed. You know what? You don't want to be pushy. You can only control yourself. I'll be I pushy. Will, okay. Well, I'm fine I will, with being pushy. I will encourage one. And Jackson is all about it. He agrees that's something that's good to do. But if he's like, I am fully asleep, I can only control myself. <laughs> and thus, I will be getting up and brushing my teeth and doing the floss pick. Because it's just how gross to wake up. Ooh. I mean, I know. and it's we've upsetting. all done it. It's It happens. We're all human. But like. It's a bad. But like, I need to take my contacts out. Ooh, like, I, I, no, I, I mean, I don't have a contact. Does it know. hurt? What happens if you sleep on your contacts? It just feels a little gross. Oh. I, my contacts are actually designed like you can sleep in oh, them, okay. like if you need to. That's but nice. like, I don't. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just like, ooh. yeah. Gotta um, keep it classy. Exactly. I mean, honestly, it's great that we spent 15 minutes talking about nothing because really, whoa, the news is nothing. Oh, no, so get ready for guys. a nothing burger. But hey, we can talk more about our moves, our lives, what it's like with us our, having boyfriends and stuff. But um, I can't really talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, when you did, and you know, the boy, the, the cocker guy, he's a cocker. <laughs> yeah, guy. you know, all your your uh, your escapades with him. Um. Did you know that Robin Anton, who was the creator of the Pussycat Dolls, is currently suing Nicole Scherzinger? Why? Because, okay, before COVID, there was a planned and agreed to Pussycat Dolls reunion, which was kicked off with the single React, which is very good if you haven't heard it mm-hmm. or seen the video. It's quite good, actually. Um, but after um, coming back from COVID and being like, okay, now it's time to reschedule the tour and let's do it, Nicole oh, no. has decided that before she, was, she had a 49% stake in the Pussycat Dolls reunion, like it was 49% of, I assume the proceeds or whatever are going to her and like, okay, sure. You're the lead singer. You're the only vocalist, but like, that's a big chunk out of a five person group. And Robin Anton, the creator is going to have a smaller chunk than you. Sure. Whatever. And now Robert, Nicole Scherzinger is like, I want 75% Nicole and creative control. And it's like, Nicole, (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, like, we get it. You were the only vocal on the record. But there are five girls up there. And she did put you guys together. And, like, no shade. She's had some solo hits. Don't Hold Your Breath is an excellent piece of music. But, like, at this point, you're mostly known for turning down um, Angela Lloyd Webber, right? Wasn't she supposed to be in something? She was supposed to, she was supposed to transfer to Cats on Broadway. She, did she, she, she didn't because she played Grizabella in London. And then she pulled out. And yes. Angela Lloyd Webber was like, I am no longer friends with her. Mm. I love Leona Lewis because <laughs> Leona Lewis replaced her. And I mean, it's that and like being on X Factors around the world, like as a judge. And I think maybe she's one of the judges on The Masked Singer. I feel like she's mostly a judge these days. So it's not like, I mean, of course, she's the biggest name. She is the draw. And again, the only vocalist on the records. But 75% is brazen. That's a That's whole a whole lot, lot. right? Especially because like how many people are going to be a part of this tour right. beyond just even the I pussycat dolls like the musicians the the, the songwriter the, the i don't know the choreographer right. like the director like I, I don't know okay it looks like she wants to be a 75 percent owner so i don't know if that's just of the pussycat dolls okay. and the final decision maker so maybe that doesn't cut into like the crew and the all crew those people and okay but it still is like girl please like and also i feel like these tickets maybe were even on sale before that like before COVID happened, like there might be some gays out there who have tickets to these shows that might not be happening because Nicole wants 75%. And now I assume it's not happening at all because Robin Anton is now suing her. And I don't know how you come back from like, I'm suing you to like, now we're going to work together and be on a tour. Yeah, so that's rough. Maybe that's that on that. But I, I mean, I wanted more music from them. I thought Reaction was great. was really great. It was really they good. They had that real hot music video. Great video. I love the the gif where they're like, their butts are in the air and they spread their legs. It's great. It's, it's great. It's really good. And I wanted to see more. I thought it was a great comeback performance that they did on the X Factor when they did it. I don't know. This is just unfortunate. And like, also like. Like, I mean, maybe she'll come out with a statement and explain what's really happening, but because what it looks like from this suit is kind of a mess. <laughs> so I guess we'll see what goes on with that. You know, uh, we, we wish well to all of the Pussycat dolls, especially the other dolls who are like, I really have nothing else going on. <laughs> like, yeah. And also like TikTok, like you guys are dancers. I know. And not that they're old or anything. But, but like, for, a know, dancer, for a dancer, dancers retire at our age. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. dancers retire young and everything yeah. because their bodies can't do it. I'm freaking uh, of a certain age that's still young. Okay. And I just, <laughs> I hurt my back this week and I'm just oh. like, oh, I hurt my back and was sick. It was How'd awful. you hurt your back? Oh, it's embarrassing. I was watching Survivor and I was imagining what I would do if I won Survivor. And so I started jumping up and down and that's how I hurt my back. 
Okay, I don't think you can call yourself young anymore. <laughs> that is literally... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, so for like three days, on top of being sick, I was like, my back. <laughs> was you, were you in the living room just watching Survivor and thinking, what would I do if I win? Well, I paused Survivor and gave myself this moment to use my imagination and act wow. this out. And you weren't home. Of course. This is what I do when you're not home. I like act things out. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I'm an actor. This is what we do. Okay. Like you sing. I do, but I sing when you're here. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I act things out when you're here. It's just in my bedroom or in the bathroom mirror. God, I'm in the bathroom for hours. What do you think I'm doing? Acting out in front of the mirror. Okay. Like doing monologues. Well, I'm I'm sorry that now this is a painful process for you, you know? now that you've hit that certain age. Know. You know? It's all downhill from here. Um, in very sad Housewives of Atlanta news, Nene Leak's husband, Greg, who is one of the most wonderful and, like, there for their wife husbands that's ever been on the show, passed away this past week from colon cancer at 66. That's and a shame. It's such a shame, and it's very much... I don't know. It just, like, makes you remember all of the ways that, like, he supported his wife... Even when she was wrong and even when she was like not, I don't know, she 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 was kind of in a Jill Zarin of her season. She's obviously no G, lasted a lot longer in her franchise than Jill did, but was never, um, I, I feel like she was on the right side of history a lot of the time, but a, a lot of the times on the wrong side of history, like really saying harsh things, getting people really mad at her. And he always had her back and always loved her so deeply and like so unwaveringly. It's just like the kind of husband any like giant personality would want, mm-hmm. you know? And it just is very sad. They've been together for such a long time. I believe they got divorced and then remarried at a point. It's just like... I think I remember that. Yes. They, they had a whole wedding special and everything. And the, the, I feel like there's been so many postings of them just like at R&B shows dancing together and him like lip syncing like the songs to her about like how much he loves her. It's just like he just really loved his wife and you could tell throughout the entire series. So he'll be very missed. I'm very sad for, uh, you know, my condolences to Nini and the entire Leaks family because that is sad. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Miles Teller? I mean, I saw what happened this week, and I was just like, Miles? So, okay, apparently, uh, Miles Teller has tested positive for COVID after refusing the vaccine, and he is on set um, for uh, a Paramount Plus series called The The Offer, and the entire series was shut down after a production member tested positive, and the source close to the executive team says that the COVID patient is actor Miles Teller. He is not vaccinated, supposedly, and he wouldn't even get the test. Now he's brought the virus to the set, and the whole set had to shut down. He wouldn't even get the test? I, I don't know how that even... That's what, That's the quote I am reading. Miles. Jesus. Miles. Jesus. Is Miles an anti-vaxxer? I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't know him. He's in your world, and you love he's his... He's not in my world. You guys are both I'm actors. Just, I have a lot of contacts <laughs> in my phone, and he is not among them. However, yes. my like one of my best friends, Fernando, played the Latino version of Miles Teller in the Fantastic Four movie. So he maybe is... Like, is there a Latino version of... In the Fantastic Four movie that Miles Teller was in, yeah. uh, Miles Teller plays like a shapeshifter or something oh. like that. Um, and so Fernando plays... There's a part... He like runs off to Colombia or something oh. and uh, shapeshifts into this like Colombian guy. So they needed a Latino Miles Teller looking person. Okay. And that was Fernando's role in Fantastic Four. He, I, I, he was in the movie? Like you saw his face in a movie? Yeah. Remember when Fernando... No! Oh, this was years ago. <laughs> I have no memory. This was like 2015. Okay. I want to say. Did he say, did he have lines? Yeah, a couple lines. Cool. Yeah. Um, he uh, filmed in like North. Well, you need to everything. text him and ask if he, the guy's an anti-vaxxer. I don't think, I think he met Miles Teller for like five seconds. Mm. I think he like talked to Jamie Bell more than Miles Teller. He said Jamie, Jamie Bell, Bell was very nice. Is he the dancer? Was he in About a Boy? He was in Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is About a Boy with dancing, I Oh, guess. I loved About a Boy. I, I never, love Billy Elliot. I never saw Oh, you would! Lo- oh, we ha- I have it on DVD. The I have the musical on DVD. Okay, yeah. did you like the musical or the movie more? I love both. Okay. I love both. Interesting. They're both. So I loved great. about a boy. All right, it's lovely. <laughs> guess, guess we got to watch it before I move. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have such a small amount of time. Like window of time before I can force you to watch the things I've always I wanted know. to force you to watch. I know it's a TikTok, babe. Hey, Tick. Mr. Producer's coming. Oh Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's like my nightmare. Um, so if anybody has Miles's ear, tell to get vaccinated because this is not not it yeah. um lady gaga's remix album dawn of chromatica came out 
I listened to it all my big long walk. How did you feel? I liked it. I yeah. thought it was fun. It's fun. I love the Rina Sawayama verse on Free Woman. Yeah, I really like. Oh, there was one that I like really liked. I liked. Uh, I mean, but you know how I feel about Plastic Doll. Plastic love, Doll. That's that the one. remix is fucking that remix great. is excellent. It's yes. so good. Yeah. I need to. I haven't gotten to the nine one one with Charlie XCX. How was that? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Plastic Doll is the the remix that most. Um, I'm not gonna say like improves upon the original because like it's I don't want to say like it improved upon the original. Right. Like, meaning I don't like the original, yeah. but I, I definitely was like there the most excited when I heard mm. it. Like, oh, what is this? It's good. It's yeah. good. Um, the monsters are like a little mad, I guess, about the version of the House Labs version of Babylon is not the version that they were expecting, which I think had a Bowie sample in it. It's just, I feel like there were so many different versions of Babylon that had been leaked on the internet and they wanted one specific one. And, uh, blood pop was like, I like you, this was the version that I actually sent to house Labs. So like the house labs version is this version. They're like, we hate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like you can't win for losing, but I also like that Babylon with a uh, Brie runway, a mm. Brie runway. I stand by as someone I really need to get more into. I don't know how much music she even really has, but every time I hear anything, I'm like, She's a fucking star. Yeah. And her videos are amazing. I just, I'm, I, I like, I like her. Um, it's another week uh, and Lil Nas X's album is now, which means that he's going to spend the week trying to make everyone angry. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with this, I don't even understand why people are it angry doesn't make about sense. it. It, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. sense. It's silly and ridiculous. Right. It's him pregnant. Yes. And that, that upset. How am I going to explain? I saw a comment that was legitimately, how am I going to explain this to my child? I was oh, like, isn't there like uh, a rapper or something? Boosie, I think his name is. Oh my who's God. Who's like he's talking shit ob- all about Lil Nas is X. Ob- anytime anything gay happens, he has a whole fucking monologue about it. Boosie is, I don't know even know his music. I just know that he is a homophobe that is like, has a Google alert for like gay hip hop and anything that happens that falls under that purview. He has something to say about it. It's like, buddy, you need to cool it. Like you gotta get a hobby. <laughs> like just scroll past. Just girl. scroll past. Like, How does this affect you in any way? In no way. It's crazy. The thing is, the people that are so upset with Lil Nas X showing a pregnant belly, it's kind of just like you realize you are doing exactly what he right. wants you to do. You right. are pl- you are giving him what he wants. If he's you, a professional troll, and you are just willingly getting trolled every single yes, week. <laughs> yes, because they're like, what is he promoting? And it's like, you want to know what he's promoting? Him his fucking album, self himself. and his album. Like, that is what he's doing, and you are just giving it to him. So if you really yes. want to stick it to him, I don't know why you would, because he's fucking awesome, Ugh. but... If you really want to stick it to him, don't talk about I it. I know. But, but I mean, you're talking about it. Every time it really makes me happy, truly. To oh, of see course. People get bent out of shape about it. So I hope they still do. Because it's honestly like, how do you not look at the People magazine spread of a pregnant Lil Nas X and not think, this is so fucking funny? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, hilarious. This is ridiculous and hilarious. And I love it. It's great. Icon. I'm, I'm so excited for that album. And what else? Because the thing is, like, we're still a couple weeks out before yeah. the album. What's he going to do like know. the night before? I don't know. And I told you this. Out. I'm worried that it's he's moving like the OC and that he's just powering through every like ridiculous marketing thing one can do to promote themselves. I'm like, what by album three, what's he going to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was like Lady Gaga at the beginning with her outfits. It's like if you wore a meat dress before like the re-release of your first album, where are we going to go? And I guess we're going to a Stars born. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, in this day and age, you can't afford to be pragmatic with how you promote yourself. True. Because people, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to do this really crazy thing five years from right. now. Because it's true. Who like, has the time? Who has the time? You might be forgotten five years right. from now. Right. Wear the pregnant belly now, Lil Nas X. Go for it. His album is featuring tracks with Elton John, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, Miley Cyrus, Jack Harlow. Um, It is odd that I feel like an industry baby, he has a line like, I need a song with Nicki. And I'm like, I can't believe Nicki's not on this album. Because he's like famously a barb. Like before he became famous, he had a whole Nicki Minaj Stan Twitter account. Um, and so I just assumed that they'd work together. And she said something about Industry Baby being her favorite song of the moment. And so I just was like, oh, they're working together and there's going to be a song on the album. Maybe it's a remix of something. I don't know. I just was surprised she was on the track. List. Maybe they couldn't make it work or maybe it'll pop up by surprise. Maybe. And maybe or maybe he'll be on her album. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just I I mean, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear is like if he loves her so much, he's so big and so ridiculous. She's so ridiculous. It just makes sense. Yeah. All right. So. Still looking forward to that. Um, what happened? I have a Britney thing. I don't even remember what happened. Oh, 
Britney Spears' attorney has accused uh, Jamie of extort, trying to extort $2 million from uh, the conservatorship for stepping down, which just sounds like, of course he is. Yeah. Uh, I hate this man. And then uh, lastly, and you know, speaking of someone I've always in my life avoided talking about, I'm only talking about it because we have a lack of news. Joe Rogan has COVID. Like, who cares? Except he's like uh, supposedly taking those uh, horse... <laughs> uh, the horse thing I completely missed this memo Like when did the Just, horse st- st- What is it like horse tranquilizers Or horse uh, whatever It's not tranquilizers It's like he's taking the um, uh, Unproven horse dewormer Dewormer that's Which what I is. guess the, the, the right is now saying You know cures COVID Or gets it out of your system It's like guys The FDA is like what the f-? And also like all those people that were like, I'm waiting for FDA approval of the vaccine. It has it. Like the fucking dewormer doesn't have it for a fucking human. What's wrong with you people? I know. And also like the people who are like, COVID doesn't exist, but I'm going to take this horse dewormer. It's like, it's like what are you doing? You are just like know. self-sabotaging right. yourself just to do it. I hate it. I hate him. I, uh, I don't understand how don't this know. horse dewormer conspiracy theory started. Uh, or why it started like because you have to know right that's crazy (laughs) do not it's just people one negative thing about everyone having a voice is that like so much i mean obviously but it's just so there's so much misinformation out there and the fact that people can convince themselves of like things that are like blatantly obviously idiotic is just terrifying to me it's like what is what are we gonna do yeah (laughs) i don't know what we're gonna do but you're gonna do I got my shots. <laughs> I did too. I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay, but I, <laughs> I will be feeling great this time true. next week. That's true. To quote Mariah at New Year's Eve, just don't get any better. <laughs> just <laughs> don't get any better. She knew because it really does. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to sigh, put the mic down and go, it just, just don't, don't get, get any better. better. And then fly off to Aspen a couple hours yes, later. Yes, with your hot dancer boyfriend. That was the best thing about that night. It was like right. everyone, she like totally had this performance oh. and then everyone was talking about it for yes. hours. And then just like a couple hours later, she was texting pictures from Aspen. Yeah, she's like, look where I am. Because she was immediately <laughs> like, was just like unfazed. I fully don't care about this. That's the best part of her book when she's like... And people also, I guess, want to hear about this one time I performed at Times Square and it didn't go great. And it's like, I truly didn't care about that. <laughs> None of that made a difference to me. Iconic. Iconic. Ugh. And um, I guess that's all I have for News for Idiots. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. No. No, <laughs> no it is. that's a no. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and be back soon with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. We're back, but my voice is not. Oh, well. We are at Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. Yeah. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. We got a lot of questions this week again. I love that. And we'll have a number on the back burner. Yes. Um, so the first email is from Becca. Becca's subject line is, girl, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, Becca says, hey, Matt, I was listening to a couple of Melanie Martinez songs on her Cry Baby album. And when I finally stumbled upon a song called Cake, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't help but say to myself, what happened here? I am not a huge (laughs) Melanie fan. Far from it. But I can say that every other song is well written and ties into the album cohesively because each song ties into the overall story that the album entails, which is Cry Baby's main draw. And with that being said, I have to ask, why is Cake to me such a poorly written song? And how did she get away with it every time I hear her say when you walk away with the frosting of my heart Ooh, that is bad you're right <laughs> I swear I lose a year off my life and with that whole tangent tossed into the two game mats universe I was wondering if any of you have had a similar experience with perhaps an artist you like releasing an album with a song that's noticeably the worst of the bunch or maybe even a talented songwriter with great lyrical sense who somehow has written a terrible song I'm curious <laughs> as to what you guys have to say regarding this topic and bad music okay so like 
a, a great songwriter, like what is a song that is so horribly bad written by an amazing songwriter or a song, I guess that is on an excellent album, but just like sticks out as like the bad, like a really bad song. I do have one in mind. I need a second to think. About I have it. one in mind in terms of uh, a song that is on a great album, like yeah. a flawless album, but it's just a, what were we doing here? Yes. And it's a recent one. Guys, future nostalgia is an excellent album. Yes. Excellent, almost flawless. Yes, except yes. What were we thinking with Good in Bed? <laughs> what were we thinking? First of all, Thank the you. song sonically does not fit in with Future Nostalgia. Has nothing to do with in that. the slightest. That's a great point. Second of all, holy hell, this song yeah, is bad. It's like bad. it's it's bad. It's just like what that chorus melody. Makes me want to bash my head into the first of all, and the sad, bad, mad rhymes. <laughs> you it's hate like that. if you're gonna use a sad, bad, mad rhyme, at least have the melody be great. But right. good and bad is just like so grating to me. It just it just doesn't work. And I'm like, what what happened? That's a great question and a great point because yes, that whole album has so specific and so like. Focused as far as what the sound and is, we don't talk about it enough. Like we I'm don't. surprised that more people aren't like good and bad. What's I know going on. People accept good and bad for what it is. And that's I, that's wrong, especially because in the um the twelve thousand new versions of Future Nostalgia <laughs> that got released, right. there were really good songs yes. that fit the the sound of the album that could have been put in place of it, and then the album would have been so completely perfect. Right. Uh, I just found one. Oh no. <laughs> All right, I feel like I don't talk enough about this album for an album I love so much. I think Speak Now is one of Taylor Swift's most amazing albums. I love that she wrote every single song by herself. I feel like it's just such... It's so her in so many ways. I feel like because it's between Red and Fearless, it gets overlooked. But they're like that stretch, especially between Speak Now, Dear John, and Tamin, is like some of the like the mm. best writing she's ever done. It's my this- it, it's my favorite Taylor Swift album. It's because it's just the most quintessentially her. Absolutely, it's brilliant. Which is why we have to all note. That Never Grow Up <laughs> is one of the worst fucking songs ever. I hate. I think it's similarly to like something the sad, bad, mad thing. There's nothing more than I ha- that I hate than like young people like talking down to young people as if they are wise. <laughs> and it's like, bitch, you're 19. You were just telling John Mayer that he was too old to fuck with you. Like, you're not old enough to be giving out wise advice. I don't care if you're at a friend's house, she has a baby, and you want to impart, like, oh, keep smiling. I literally have listened to it like three times because I can't even give you a lyric because every time it starts, I'm like, absolutely not. I also don't, I mean, I know we're saying one song on the album. I think the song about Kanye is a little overwrought. The like, you're still an innocent. It's like, I think it's nice. And like, of but- course, she had to perform it at the VMAs, and it's like, like, this would be great if the song was better. <laughs> it's just, ah, I, and again, I love that album. I think that Last Kiss, of course. Oh, what, my God. I mean, a last, fucking classic. That Virgin Last Kiss, there has never been better writing. I mean, period. I mean, and just, and the, that, I love that title track. I also love the first single, Mine Deserved More. Excellent. I feel like that was a giant hit that people undervalued at the time. I, I think also something that I'd like to point out is, uh, even though this is not one song on one album, I have never been able to wrap my head around. And I realized that this was 10 years after their, out, their last album prior to this, but TLC put out a self-titled album in probably 2015. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and they had a great first single on it. It was um a song that featured way back with Snoop Dogg. It had like a throwback feel. It was, it was like an urban R&B hit. It just was like, this is the exact kind of music that like an adult TLC should be making. And then the album, it's... It just it sounds so cheap. The production, I feel like half the production was done by T Buzz's brother, which is like, okay, that's a problem. And then also there's just I think the second single is a song called Haters, which is sounds like it belongs on Kids Bop. I believe it is a cover of another girl group from Britain's song. It's horrible. Oh, the no. video is embarrassing, includes like fan footage. And I'm sorry, I know everyone's gotta do what they gotta do, especially during COVID times. Nothing worse than a music video with fan footage in it. It's like I don't care about what your fans are <laughs> shooting on their fucking iPhones. No. It just for what incredible albums, even 3D, which is not like their best album or anything, but the TLC 
great albums are so fucking great. Like oh, I mean, you shouldn't even just put out way back as a single and be like, this is our final single. We love you all. Yeah. We did a song. I just, I've never been able to wrap my head around that album and that whole release and like what happened there. It's so upsetting. It just is so cheap. It was so cheaply made and nothing about TLC should have been cheap. No, no, oh, no. I didn't listen to it, but now I'm kind of tempted to, oh, like, to listen to it's it. It's upsetting. I'm kind of excited. Well, good luck. Also, The Girl Is Mine, of course, is horrible on Thriller. But <laughs> <laughs> I was talking I to that. someone and I talked about that song, like not comparing to the rest of Thriller. And yeah. Like, That's one of my favorites, like Michael Jackson songs. Who said like, that? Oh, God, I forget. A straight. Okay. <laughs> is it the same straight that thought that Britney Spears was not the artist of the 2000s, but no. Maroon 5 probably was? No, I have not talked to that straight in years. Good. Good for you. You got to cut the, cut out the fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have another question? Okay. Next question comes to us from... Mel B. Oh, I know. I you got love so her already. Excited. I was like, it's her. She's here. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, that that Mel B. Oh, because it's from Melissa. Yes. Yeah. A different type of Mel. Uh, so Mel says, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. OMG. Mm. Hi, Mats. Love you both fiercely since your YouTube review of the Hamilton soundtrack. She, worded, she wrote it since your YT review of the Hamilton soundtrack. Mm. And the first time I read it, I was like, since your white review of the <laughs> Hamilton soundtrack? I was like, Ew. I don't understand. I, yeah. <laughs> Took me a while to get that. I meant YouTube. I'm glad you got it. I cut the cord years ago, so I've fallen off quite a bit from all the housewives. But now that I have Peacock, I had the chance to watch the first season of Salt Lake City over mm-hmm. the long weekend. And my God, how I've missed the blessed mess that is Housewives. Yes. Matt Palmer, Matt Steele, please chime in if you've watched. I haven't, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> Matt Palmer, please share your final thoughts on the reunion. Heather might be my favorite, followed by Whitney. Jen is a whole lot of, whole lot of, mm. but love her husband and him being her balance. Meredith's son is obnoxious but funny, and yes. her beaded mask in the last episode was iconic. Iconic, absolutely. Mary, oh Mary, lol, that marriage is weird AF, and there's no way around, there's no way anyone could make me marry a step, anything, step anything to me. <laughs> Lisa definitely came off as a perfectionist and a little judgmental. That's mm. my two cents. Love y'all, stay safe. Melissa, what are your thoughts on that reunion, Matt Palmer? I mean, the reunion was crazy. I, as much as I loved Heather during the season, I actually thought she came off a little too big for her britches at the reunion she had gotten that rihanna follow on instagram which some housewives get and it's basically like you're the chosen one. Oh, and i so, love that which i mean of course who wouldn't like be feeling themselves if rihanna follows we you love it when bad girl riri has her say. exactly and so i felt like heather didn't come off great in that reunion but i still do love her i'm excited to see her seasons too uh i i agree with most of your assessments brooks is annoying i was really rooting for him as a side character as like a gay son we need that on the show but he just wound up being a little annoying I just think it's so interesting that it sounds like you're sending this email from the void. Like, have you not been keeping up with what's going on with Jen Shaw? Like the fact that she is being like federally investigated and that the whole like I believe the first I don't know this to be fact, but from people who have seen the first episode of the second season and they're like the first two minutes of the most explosive things I've, I've ever seen on Housewives. I'm pretty sure it starts with like a flash forward of the feds breaking up the scene to find Jen Shaw and arrest her. Damn. Like, I, so I, I, of course, agree with your assessments, but I'm so focused on what's happening with this case and what this second season's going to be and the fact that, like, this woman could be... Like, it's not like, oh, Erica Jane, like, her husband's done this horrible thing. She might get wrapped up. Jen Shaw is the number one person they're going after. Like, they're saying she was the head of a ring that was defrauding millions of old people across the country and that... Her assistant from that first season has already turned on her, so she could be going to jail for, like, up like around 10 years. Like, she's Damn. really, really fucked up. So, I agree with you, but I, I think there's just so many more pressing issues coming. I'm so excited for season two. They're adding a new cast member, but it's clearly going to be all built around this whole Jinshaw arrest, which is going to happen midstream of the season, because they were, again, shooting when the feds... Um, found her at beauty lab before they went on a cast trip i mean this is iconic this is gonna be iconic i think you're right i'm a nervous that heather i hope that she has come down off her cloud uh because every the thing we loved about her was like she you were rooting for her she was the underdog and so her being like the queen is kind of like okay i need you to not be that it's like mm. the bethany problem like you can't you're scrappy and winning when you are the underdog but when you're you know you can be a little less likable if not in that situation so okay all right well Heard it from Matt Palmer. It's true. So, Matt Steele, I have a question for you. 
Yes. What's been giving you moments, Dalek? So I have two things. All right. One thing is very quick. I watched a movie last night on HBO Max. It's called Shiva Baby. Mm. Um, and it's really, really fun. You know I love a movie that kind of feels like a play that of takes course. place in one place. Yes. I love it. Um, so it's about um, a young Jewish girl who just graduated college, doesn't know what she's doing with her life. She's a sugar baby to this sugar daddy guy who like pays her to have sex with her and everything. Yeah. Um, and she goes to... To a Shiva where her sugar daddy shows up. No. And so it's basically her trying to navigate what am I going to do at this Shiva with all of my Jewish relatives like yap yap yapping about how I'm too skinny and like oh my telling me how I need to gain weight while like my sugar daddy's here with his wife and baby. No. Yes, the wife is played by uh, Diana uh, R. Ar- Argon, yeah, Argon, from Glee. Yeah, from Glee. Wow. She's really great. Um, everyone is really great. It's really fun. Um, and it's it's directed by uh, Emma Seligman. Uh, it's I believe it's her directorial debut. It's on HBO Max. It's super like intense. Mm. It's kind of like a thriller, except it's not. It, it's it's like a really dramatic thriller, yeah, it, yeah. which makes it really funny. Um, it's only an hour and seventeen minutes. Oh wow! So like I it's real that. quick. Um, I definitely recommend you check it out. My second thing. I'm so sorry, listeners. He's <laughs> a big brother. It is. Okay. I'm so, so, so sorry to be doing this to you again. Here we go. But you know how I've been saying this season is good, but what needs to make a great art, a, a, like a villain, which like I said, we got last week. With Sarah Beth. With Sarah Beth. Yeah. Who is now outside of the house. <laughs> um, and B, the thing we needed was for something to go wrong, like a plan to go wrong. Because yes. so far, everything has been going according to plan, yes. and no one has had to really scramble. Mm. Well, spoiler alert, guys. So if you're watching and you don't want to know, skip ahead. But this HOA train by Tiffany could not have gone more wrong it's the most <laughs> tragically wrong hoa train that has ever happened what happened devastated i am crying so uh, all season long if you couldn't tell by now though there's been one alliance of six black people called the cookout yes and they have each other's backs till the end the, their main goal is to have a black person win and the way to guarantee that is to have make sure all six of them make it to the final six for sure so tiffany who's kind of the mastermind, the strategist Mm -hmm. of everything. Uh, She came up with basically the big plan for the cookout, which is similar to the brigades plan in season 12 years ago, um, where each one of the six people has a specific partner that Mm -hmm. is not in the cookout. And so um, they each are getting rid of each other's like partners one by one and everything. Mm. Tiffany's partner is Claire. Which you know is you my girl, Claire. my five foot eleven and three quarters bisexual <laughs> uh, AI intelligence queen. She and she and Tiffany since day one were best friends, mm. and their friendship is so genuine and beautiful. Oh no! Well, there are only two p- non cookout people left in this house: Alyssa, who is Xavier's. Oh, that's mine. Not that. Not that her, <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> yes. Um, According to Wikipedia, oh. the Xavier Musketeer. Oh, girl, Alexa, stop. All right. Well, I'm not saying the A word anymore, but <laughs> now you know don't. who I'm talking about. Um, so Tiffany, one head of household. Yeah. They are, we're going to throw it to Aza, but Aza fell off too early. So Tiffany was like, well, got to win it for myself. Right. So, of course, Claire was like, yes, I'm totally safe. So Tiffany was like, OK, I'm putting up Xavier and the A word. Yes. And we're going to get rid of the A word. Yes. Well, the A word won the power of veto. And is able to take herself off the block. So the only other person who <sighs> Tiffany can put up is her best friend. Did she do Claire. it? She did it today. Oh, no. She, but yesterday she had to tell Claire. Because the thing is, the cookout is a complete secret. Yes, they don't. No even, one knows. No one knows they exist. They're, they don't even like each other. <laughs> like they're, they're all just so the only I tension that has been on the show has been between right. them. But they're still just like, but we got to do it for the cause yes. for the cause we get so mad at each other but it's for <laughs> the cause don't like they don't even like each other it's so funny um and and so tiffany's like what do i do like i'm the one that created yeah. this plan where each person has a partner and now i have to put up my partner and get 
her out. What did Claire say when she told her? Well, the thing is, everyone is like, Tiff, you have to tell her the truth 100%. So Tiffany's like, I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell her. I'm putting her up. So Tiffany sits her in the HOH room and Mm. Tiffany's like, Claire, when I entered this house before I met you, I told myself I was going to play a certain way Mm. and that I, you know, there was a cause I wanted to fight for. And she's like, so now that the A word is going to take herself off. Yeah. The only people I can put up are Hannah, Aza, Big D, like all these people who are in the cookout and everything. And she's like, and I told myself I would not be responsible. I cannot be responsible for one of them leaving. I mean, especially, and Claire knows what What Tiffany's talking about because last season, Davon, there were four black people in the house and Davon was like, I, in good conscience, like, even though I get do not like David, who was another black guy in yeah, the house yeah. last year, she's like I, in good conscience, cannot go after him mm. because a black person has famously never won this show after twenty years, <sighs> after two decades. I cannot go after go after him at all. Did, um, did Tiffany you know, say that there's a an alliance between the six of us? Well, oh lord. So Tiffany's just like so Claire. Even though I really wanted to ride this out with you until the end. There's no one else I can put up. And Claire was just like, you're putting me up? No. And Tiffany's just like, yes. And and Claire's just like, and Tiffany is insinuating people are going to vote out Xavier, who's right. big, strong, and strapping, and playing the best game, and they need to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Because he will win. Yeah. And Claire's just like, they're going to vote me out. They're going to vote me out. And Tiffany's like, you don't know that. Girl. And, and so Claire just goes, are you in an alliance with them? And Tiffany goes, no. Oh my God. And you just heard, like all of the feedsters were just watching this and you could just feel all of them go, Tiffany, no. Why did she lie about that? Her chance to like save her like relationship with Claire was to just say, Claire, I've been in this like oh, you know the cause. Why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she? Just I say don't it? know. I I I don't know. And so then Claire just breaks down, oh. and just hysterically cries, and Tiffany starts hysterically crying, and Claire just goes, "I would never do this to you, oh Tiff." And Tiffany just goes, "I know." <laughs> and like they're like hugging each other, like sobbing, and Tiffany's just like, "I'm so sorry, oh Claire." My God. Claire's crying, Tiffany's crying, I'm crying, and then all of a sudden, Aza just barges ah! into the HOH room and sees them crying and just slips on. I mean, what else can you do? You gotta. <laughs> It's, it was so funny, but it was, I've never experienced a more devastating, like, move kind of in the game. And and it's just iconic. Iconic did, and, and sad. Did and, the cookout all say you have to tell her that we're an alliance? Like, there's a an argument, like, amongst them, like, should you, should Tiffany tell her... Should Tiffany not tell her? Some of them are like, Tiffany needs to just tell her. Tell the her. Truth. And some of them are just like, no, because then you're throwing all the rest of us under the bus. And under everything. the bus, how? Xavier was being very frustrating this week because mm. he, Tiffany has sacrificed a lot for this alliance. Mm. She has made so many moves for the betterment of the cookout alliance yeah. that actively harms her personal game. Oh, so gosh. what I love about Big Brother is how each season you can watch it and analyze Think like how society works yeah. in for various different reasons. Like two seasons ago, it was all about like implicit bias and right. everything. The two seasons before that, it was about like bullying and everything. Mm. And which season was the racism? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's racism on a lot, of, a lot of seasons, but the season where the racism made the headlines yes. because Twitter became very big was mm. season 15. Yes. Um, but the th- interesting thing that people c- can debate about this season is like, um, the idea of working for the betterment of a group or working for the betterment of mm. your own individual success. Right. Because for some people, it's really for Xavier. The group thing is so benefiting him for Tiffany. She is just Shit. destroying and everyone's so upset because everyone wants Tiffany to win. Yeah. Because she is she's not playing the best game, but she's playing the most excitingly strategic yeah. game. Xavier's playing the best game, but it's not as exciting. It's boring, yeah. yeah. Um, so people are really rooting for Tiffany and, and this really just sunk it real bad. So I, it's just, we got that emotion. Finally in this season, we I mean, got the tears. We, 
we got the betrayal. The betrayal <laughs> so of Claire. My queen like. will just go down in history. Oof. And the thing is, Claire is so cool about it. She, because she knows, like she yeah. knows the optics of all the seasons prior, especially last season. Um, she, she knows the optics. So she's obviously like, like she was saying on the feed, she's like, it's so cool. There's never been a, a final seven like this before because yeah. a word is Latina. Yes. So after Claire, there are no more, no white, more white people. people yeah. And she's like, it there, like there's never been a final seven like this before. And that's so amazing. And I'm glad I got to be a part of it, but I'm still really <laughs> sad. Does but she, yeah. did she put, does she believe there's an alliance now? Do we know? We don't know. Okay. That's the thing. We don't know if she knows and just doesn't want to say anything. They, it might someone look better bad. tell her in that goodbye montage. Someone just the thing tell is the her. cookout all made an agreement to like during their goodbye messages after Claire is evicted or after all the players evicted yeah. to not specifically Jesus. say like the most that anyone has said in the goodbye messages I've been working with an alliance mm. and it had to be a secret Jesus. like it's so yeah and and the thing is like you would think like all the even the the black big brother fans on Twitter they're divided because yeah. half of them are just like they need to stick together mm. if one of them betrays the group like they'll look so bad and everything it'll be a betrayal for like the win and for the cause and everything right. but half of them are just like fuck that Tiffany throw yeah z- throw all of them under the bus yes. like girl you save you. your own game like you need to get Xavier out yeah put up some put up someone else so Xavier's guaranteed to go mm. out like so it's really dividing people, yeah. but just this betrayal, just <laughs> especially love- because it's a betrayal of my favorite I Claire. Know. You love her. <laughs> I love Claire. I know. And the thing is, like Claire had a special power. Tiffany was HOH. You gotta wrap it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta wrap it up. Tiffany was HOH like a week ago. Okay. And Claire had a special power where she was able to dethrone Tiffany and okay. come up with her own nominations. And Claire just did. What Tiffany wanted, even though Claire had been wanting to get Xavier out, she was like, no, but I want to respect what Tiffany originally wanted because that's my girl and it's the two of us till the Mm. end. And so Claire like even ruined her own game for Tiffany and then Tiffany just ruined Claire's game and her own game. (laughs) We got, we, I, I'm just happy because we finally got something going wrong in the house and that's what makes the show exciting. The constant back and forth. I'm sorry you guys (laughs) had to hear all of that. But it really, I just, yesterday, I was a wreck. Wow. Wreck. Wow. It was amazing. (laughs) Well, I'll keep mine quick. Uh, Ted Lasso, I feel like this season got off to a slower start. I feel like they were very much leaning into the, like, we're that sweet show that makes you feel good. And, like, every character is nice, essentially, for the first five or six episodes, which was, you know, nice and comforting, but also, like... This is a show and there needs to be conflict. And they are kind of now creating conflict in a very unexpected way. Spoiler if you're not caught up on your Ted Lasso. But uh, Nate, who used to be like kind of uh, lower on the totem pole, used to just kind of clean up after the soccer players. This season has been promoted to assistant coach. He did something good and like got his name in the paper. It was trending on Twitter. And... But his dad is still not proud of him and is still, like, overlooking him. And then Nate is kind of lashing out first at one of the players and, like, kind of making them, cutting them down to size because Mm -hmm. his dad is not really supporting him in this way. But then also the guy that has taken over his whole job, like, kind of cleaning up after the players, he is really shitting on in a hard way. And to see this guy who was so sweet and docile in this very sweet and docile show be a complete fucking asshole. I love that. It's, It's just, like, especially after, like, Truly, five episodes of like we're all friends. <laughs> like the, literally, the long line should have just been like we're all sweet friends. <laughs> and That's like amazing, this sweet, like unassuming, docile guy is being such a fucking dick. I love and that because it's like, like the sweetest of them all. I know. And I'm like, I even though I see where it's coming from, I see his dad like belittling him and not like celebrating his newfound success. I'm still like, fuck you, Nate. Don't treat people like that. You were just that person not that long ago. How could you do this? I I mean, clearly it's affecting me, so I care a lot. But just like, fuck you, Nate. Mm. And I mean, I'm going to say it every week until it's off, but the other two is the best show on television. They put out two more episodes. Especially (laughs) Especially the skewering of like specific niche gay things Mm. is just brilliant every single like first it was like the gay is going on ellen and getting twenty five thousand dollars there's a whole episode about uh carrie meeting and hanging out with these two this like 
in this couple that one of they used to be instigate is like they used to just like take their shirts off and like be at pool parties and like that was this one guy's Instagram following. But then like he found a boyfriend and so now we have a couple's Instagram and there's like a whole episode of them being like the cuddle boys on Instagram. Oh god. So, so funny. And Jimmy Fowley is in it and he's hilarious. So everyone should watch the other two. I'm gonna sing its praises forever. It's a brilliant show. <laughs> but it's just so, so great. And Ted Lasso is great and fuck you, Nate. So those are my feelings. Well, don't say fuck you, Nate. No. No, he's a three-dimensional character. I am a person who decides. Okay. (laughs) I have decided. He's decided. No. No. But he's the one giving you conflict. He is. He is. And that's what I wanted. But I just didn't expect it from him. I know. Girl, tell me. I know what it's about (laughs) to go through a whole season with no conflict. And then suddenly you get conflict and you're like, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't the conflict I wanted. This isn't the conflict I wanted. Save Claire. Be nice, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is there anything else we want to tell the people before we sign off for the day? Thank you so much for listening to our rambling <laughs> especially my rambling in, in this voice of mine I wonder what no, it sounds it's like in it's your really ears. it's honestly not as bad as it probably feels to you okay it yeah. does feel awful it doesn't sound awful it really okay alright well let's get Matt to steal some tea and uh, we'll be back next week with more 2K Matt's the podcast bye guys bye bye